What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, like always, Dante, and I got my boy, Sir Derek, and my boy, Jason. Again, Kay is out enjoying her best life in Miami, living it up. So we're going to say a big shout out and happy birthday to her. But we have a very, very special guest today, author, you know, entrepreneur Cliff Green. Um, He wrote a book, an amazing book that we feel like should be out. And should get hurt, you know. It's called "Less Than a Sack of Weed." Uh, what's up, Cliff? Welcome to the welcome to the episode. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, appreciate you, brother mine. Thank you for having me. No, Thank dude. you for having me. We're honored. We're real honored. What's for up, sure. Jay? What's up, D? How y'all what's, doing? Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? You already know, man. Doing good. Doing good. Can't complain. Life is okay right now. What's going on, fellas? You know, y'all know how I be, man. We all, <laughs> always copacetic, baby. <laughs> right. That's what's up. I mean, Jay, you said just okay. What's up? Do we need to do another? No, 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 no. That's just the word of choice. Can I can I interrupt real quick though? Like y'all keep saying Jay. Like I don't know who Jay is. Oh, here like, he goes. Here he goes. <laughs> uh, here he goes. Y'all know his name. Hold, is hold on. Hey, Cliff. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, hold on Cliff. Hold on, Cliff. <laughs> Now, pickle. Oh man, on. what's, what's now, going on with the pickle? Now hold on. <laughs> this, oh, no, now, I listen, didn't be, be, before before we get on with this, <laughs> before we get on with this, everybody must know me and Cliff have been friends, brothers, for what almost thirty years now. Yeah, just about. So <laughs> we, have, we have we have a lot of inside insiders, but. That's a nickname I was given as a child that only a few people know about. So he's <laughs> a few more now. Yeah. A few more now. A few more now. My last <laughs> pick. Pick it, it all started from uh, you know as kids. We were outside ripping one day, and somebody said had a pickle head. So then it just stuck. <laughs> so it just stuck. So so people just so now people who know me from childhood they call me pick or pickle. <laughs> there oh, we go. There oh, we go. Man. Don't, don't try to give a don't try to give a story so I can't go in. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to he tried to like make me you know try to no, stop no. it from happening. All right, it's I, all good. I didn't yeah. try. I did on purpose. So, so Jay, we we won't call you Pick because we wasn't part of that part of your life at that point. So I'm not gonna lie, we it's blood. Right, I might call him Quick. Yeah. I don't it's know. Like, hey, it's all right. Mm. I don't even. Nah, I don't even nah. mad. I don't even mad, man. Seriously, I don't even mad. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So, so first, real quick, um, Jay. Obviously, yeah. you and Cliff, like you just gave us the whole rundown. You guys been friends for for a minute. Obviously, you brought Cliff to to the podcast. So, um, tell us a little bit more about uh, about yourself, Cliff. Ah, man, just a young boy that grew up in Pittsburgh, East Side, Wilkesburg, little hood. You know, okay. same hood like everywhere else. But making my way through life and trying to make it so it's better for all the other young men going through the same things we all went through. Yes, sir. Okay. Why do you feel like, um, okay, so why did you write the book? What was the, your purpose behind writing this this amazing book? I appreciate the amazing part, brother. That's big love right there. But mm-hmm. just a passion for helping people. Passion for helping people and coming up from the situation I came up from. And then, like, 
really seeing what's going on with our neighborhood first. I mean, there's bigger things in the world, but you got to fix your family first. So seeing what happened with myself and my family and the people around me and then seeing how to make it better and my passion for helping, it's like, okay, I need to put something out there that can actually change the world and change the people around me so that everybody wins. And it's just hey, a passion yeah. for passion for the people. Hey, and, and, and I must add, you know, me me knowing Cliff for as long as I have, when he says a passion for helping people, that's a genuine statement. Like, okay. like man, this dude really, really cares about people. Like, it's not just like a, uh, let me just do this for social media. Nah, it's it's a real passion. It's a real thing. I see it firsthand all the time. I've seen it throughout the years. And this book right here, honestly, you know, it's proof. You know, okay. It's proof because it's nothing but a what what what's what's the uh, term we use? Like it's it's a it's a hood babble. Mm. Yeah, but my math told me I was like, it's a hood babble, mm. but everybody could get something from it. Right. Like every single body, don't matter race, color, creed, anything, you're going to get something from it, and it's going to help you in some form, some way. Like it's going to enlighten you on something that you may not have seen. Like it's definitely going to help every single body that it touches. For sure. So why why uh, why the title? Why the title? <laughs> All right, now we can get right to it. So look, less than a gram or less than a sack. You buy a sack. That's a quick dub. That's a dub that you're going to literally burn. You're going to burn this 20. You're going to be high for a couple hours. And that's cool. I'm fine with cat smoking weed. But like, if you could buy a sack for a dub, you could buy a book for 15. So the book is less than a sack of weed. And by reading the book, hopefully it makes you mentally, spiritually, and physically successful and prosperous so that you could then go on. If you do enjoy smoking weed, you can smoke all the weed you want. But first you got to make a decision that's going to affect your life in the long run. Like the little, the little sack that you grab only gets you half for a couple hours, but you can buy mm-hmm. books that are less than that sack that will get you half for the rest of your life. True, 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 true. I mm-hmm. I get that. And then, so what? So was there something? So what brought you to that title, though? Like I, I get, I get the definition. I understand. Like, like was there a lot, a lot of that stuff going on? The talks, because I'm sure you had different titles and stuff too before this one, right? Yeah, it just reg- something just clicked in me like less than a sack of weed because I'm also taking out excuses. You know, how folks mm-hmm. be like, oh man, I can't mm-hmm. buy this, I can't buy that. But if you could buy a gram, or if you could buy a sack, you could buy a book, and I'm it don't even just have to be my book. Most books are under fifteen. You could buy a book because yeah. most people, like people that are here to help, they then go on, they're going to put the information out. So all this information is in books. And I'm trying to make it so there's no excuse that you can't say you can't buy my book or other books because most yeah. of them are less than a sack of weed. Right. I get it. Yep. Yep. Like the best part for me, and you know what? Like I, I seen you on Facebook, I see you on social media, and you're out there running, you're doing speed drills, you're out there running, telling people to get outside. You got a little you got a nice little chapter called Put Your Health First. You know what I mean? Like, how is, 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 why is health so important to you? Without it, you do not exist. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, you exist, but you exist on, like, uh, like, when your health is deteriorating, your mind deteriorates, 
your soul deteriorates. Like with, say you got some type of physical pain in your body or you have illnesses on in your body. God willing, yeah. we don't want anybody to have that. But when you do have it, you can't think of, you can't do the certain things like your mind. You can't read the books you need to read. You can't do the spiritual work. You can do it, but it makes it harder because you're always focusing on the pain and the illness. So we really want everybody to be healthy. Your body's a temple and we want you to treat it as such. Indeed. So are you are you vegan out here? What you doing? No, nah, I'm not vegan, but I am about to do this cleanse that's that requires me to eat raw food and and take these take these herbs that cleanses out your system. But I am not vegan now one bit. I have done it before, but it's tough, especially for the um career path I'm in at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Man, <laughs> so it's, like, it's tough. Man, it do put me on so many different uh natural uh herbs and supplements and everything man it's crazy and this man i'll tell you firsthand this stuff really does work it definitely works <laughs> definitely want to um nature over everything nature is going to work before any man-made thing is going to work if you have an illness there's a way god put everything on this planet for us to heal from it like something that's so simple and you would think that it's a weed but like dandelions in your front yard you know how you chop them up that thing yeah. can heal you like it could detox your body when you learn that because like if you look at any herbal if you look at any herbal cleanse it'll say dandelion root and that's the thing that's in your front yard that could really <laughs> heal you from things make it into a tea and yeah we just have to learn certain things to get back to nature and get back to health right wow so yeah. you say your current profession what do you do now Whew. I work on the railroad and I'm just always, I ain't going to say their name because I don't need them yeah. thinking that they own anything that I do. But um, I work on the railroad and I'm always on the railroad. And I, so even with the title of the book, I can't even partake in it. I would like to, but they do, you know, they do random. So, but I don't mind if people do smoke weed, but I can't even do it because of the profession that I have. Yeah. <laughs> Always on the railroad, back and forth from D.C. to Pittsburgh. And at one point in time, I was going south and all this other stuff. But hopefully I can stay D.C. to Pittsburgh and see my family and friends. Yeah, that's that, that's that federal stuff, y'all. That's that fair stuff. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, anytime you got, you know, some alphabets attached to your job title. Uh, <laughs> right. We do, do, we do do drug tests. <laughs> right. <laughs> It they, sucks, they, but making sure to check too, you know. Oh yeah, you know right. Yeah, and I appreciate you, brothers, for checking the book out. There, that's that's the biggest thing. Like that's love right there for even taking a ch- time to out of your day to read it. Thank you. No, Thank it was y'all. a really good read. I mean, like you said, like and like how you break it down on the back of the book. You know what I mean? Like you, you're not gonna, you're not gonna say. You know, don't swear we in this book, and that's not what this book is about. But right. like you already mentioned, it's taking out the excuse, right? And if you got money to do that, which is going to give you a temporarily high, why not put some knowledge into something that's going to give you something that's going to go, you know, a lot longer? Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, and like, I, and I, I, I'll say one thing real quick. Like one of the biggest things that you did was you made it an easy read. Mm-hmm. 
you made it an easy read. You condensed it into a hundred pages because we know people who got short attention spans out here in these streets yeah. uh, nowadays. They, they want things so instantly that they don't want to put some research in. But it is a very, very easy, simple read that you can get through if you just, you know, tuck yourself away and give yourself some time to do it. Right. right. And that's and that's um that's probably like a hood first. That might be a rural first. I tried to make it, you know how everybody I keep it a hundred, I keep it a hundred. Like, yo, this book's literally a hundred pages. All mm-hmm. truth. Like, and I'm and I'm making it real simple that you can't get this truth. Like it's gonna help you some type of way physically, mentally, or spiritually. And that's what we want. We want all around wholeness of health. And that's what I'm trying to bring. That's good. Hey Cliff, real quick, real yep. quick, explain, explain to the people how you got to this book, though. Like, explain to the people where you got each chapter from and how it even started. Oh man, I took um originally. I still have the website, but I have a website twenty five black and alive dot com. So I made the commitment within myself. I said every Wednesday I'm going to write something, and I wrote every single Wednesday, no matter what happened. And that's what I'm really realizing. You have to stay committed to whatever you say. You have to stay committed to it. You might not see the you might not see the fruits of your labor immediately because this was years ago. When I turned 25, I stopped watching TV. I stopped I stopped watching stuff and I stopped listening to certain things. Something in me just said, "Stop watching TV." So when I stopped watching TV, it's like, "Oh, what am I going to do with my time? <laughs> like, what am I going to do with my time?" So I picked up writing more. And every single week I committed to writing something and putting out a post on 25 Black and Alive. And then within time, I was like, this needs to turn into a book. So I, I compiled the ones that I liked. Well, I've compiled the beginning ones. I rewrote them, edited them, and turned it into a book. And today we have a book. And it wasn't like it just came overnight. It took years, for yeah. real. But it yeah. took years of just being consistent and committed to what I said I was going to do in the beginning. And, that, and that, that goes back. I'll go ahead and finish. No, no, nah, nah, I was just going to say that's um that's what anything you choose in life. Like like you, when you see somebody that's like, oh, they're popping. I'm pretty sure they was working on it for years before before you even seen it. Yeah, that's true. And I, that goes back to what we've been saying, you know, over multiple podcasts is like, hey, you guys don't you got to understand the process and you got to enjoy the process. If you don't enjoy the process of trying to be great at something, then you need to change your narrative or fix something different mm-hmm. because you have to enjoy that process yep. because the process is what's going to make you better. Right. And, yep. and, and also it shows in the end, you know, and people can, people can feel that. People can feel that. You know, the same as like, a, you know, a person makes music and people say how they can feel the passion and feel the pain or whatever it is. People can feel that. So even even with this book, when you read it, you can feel that. You know, you you can feel the passion. You can you can understand the point even better because you can tell what's cared about it was and it was thoroughly thought out. Mm. When you read this book, you can tell all those things. <clears throat> so I think that's what else you know makes the book such such a great book. I mean, like you said, it's short and sweet. And to the point, and it's an easy read. You know, I even had my kids read it. I have a 13-year-old son and a 10-year-old daughter. So that goes to show you the range and the level. This book covers every range, every level, every every race, whatever you are. 
even even Shane dug into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, my my uh, I, I have a nephew. He's eighteen years old, and he doesn't really read books about you know stuff like this. But I had it sitting on the table the one day, and he uh, picked it up, and he he opened it, and he was just glued to it. I was like, wow. <laughs> I mean, for him to for him to sit there and just want to read it and stay stay interested in it, it was like, okay, yeah, this book is definitely something else. Yeah, that was a blessing to hear. I, I didn't expect that one. Yeah, for sure. Dude. No, it, it's it's a great book. You know what I mean? Like you have a you have a chapter in here, and I kind of want to ask you: Do you have any kids, Cliff? Nope, no kids. Preferably, no I do kids. find a wife, and we build an empire together. So that I can okay. have kids, but at the moment, no. Okay. Okay. So, like, what, why? Because you have a chapter in here called Are You Planning for Your Kids Future? And to emphasize a certain spot, it says, apart, it says, um, are you are you developing leaders? Are you developed or are you developing warriors? Like, how do you feel about that? Mm. And the reason why I had this is because I have nephews and and I see how sometimes I mean, parenting is tough. I haven't been a parent, so I can't say that I know the ins and outs. But I do realize that you have to be on your kids like kids aren't going to be like you you, like my parents put me in karate. I was probably like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But then when they did it, I loved it. So you have Mm -hmm. to like really you can't just let your kids run your life. You have to plan your kids future. Give them something to aim at like with um i think in that chapter i use serena williams and um their father how they kept them on he kept them he was he was um what's it called not discipline what's it called um the term I'm, yeah he gave him structure he gave him the structure and he stayed with it and now look at the serena at the uh williams <laughs> they're like on the top of their game they're the best if not some of the greatest of all time they're paid, they have businesses, and they're and they're ruling their life because their father instilled in them discipline and structure. And he kept it like that. He didn't yeah. let them veer off because as a kid, you'd be like, Oh, I don't want to do this. And some parents just like, oh, here, here go, here go a, a phone screen. No. Right. Like you have to give your kids some type of structure, or else they're just gonna be out here with no ambition and no end goal in mind. Yep. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, you know it's crazy. <clears throat> a lot of a lot of parents, you know, they'll 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 feel as though they're getting on their kids' nerves or they're pushing their kids too hard. I mean, they're going to do what you know is best for your kids. I'm pretty sure the uh, Williams sisters, there were times where they hated their dad. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure there were times <laughs> where they hated their dad, but I bet you they're thanking them now. And it's funny, it's funny because I, I tell my kids the same thing. There are times where I see them getting frustrated, you know, with me and I'm telling them something. I'm like, no, do this, do it that way. No, do this, do this. And they're getting so upset. Or I can see it. And I said, you know what? Remember this day because I promise you, you're going to thank me when you get older. I know right now they don't even understand or even care to hear that. <laughs> but I know in the long run, they're going to be like, man, thank you. Because mm-hmm. I did I got to a certain age. I remember, uh, actually, it was when my son was first born, and I started really, started really, you know, seeing things, and I started really like, I don't know what happened. Before my son even was born, 
when I heard he was coming, something just clicked in my head. It just it got real. I'm just like, wow, I can understand certain things <laughs> that my parents used to say and do now. And I'll I'll never forget. I caught them both. And I remember that. Yeah, I caught them both out of nowhere. I just had them both on the same line. And I said, Mom and Dad, you know what? Thank you. <laughs> and I'm sorry. <laughs> they just started cracking up. <laughs> they knew exactly what I was talking about without me even having to even uh, say anything else. <laughs> it was like, you know what? Thank you. And I'm sorry. You know? So, yeah. You know, teaching your kids that type of, you know, teaching your kids what you know and even what you don't know is beneficial. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I, so when I read that part, what I took from that and just that one sentence too, it's like, we always ask, you know, sorry, we always ask like 18 year old kids, what do you want to do? You know what I mean? What do you want to do? Where do you want to live? How, you know, um, what do you want to do when you grow up? Stuff like that. We always ask these kids that question. And I think that's the wrong question. It's the worst question to ask because you ask some 25 year old, he don't know. Some 18 year old, he for sure don't know. And you ask a 16 year old this, like they don't know. You know what I mean? They're 16 years old. Uh You know what I mean? Some people know and, and, and some people stick with it. You know what I mean? But that percentage, I'm pretty sure it's low. What I took from it is, you know what I mean? And the question that I like to ask is, you know, how do you want to live? Because based on how you want to live, that's going to be, you know, that's going to put you in the right direction. Yeah, that, that's, that's a pretty good question. I like that. That's definitely a good question because at that point, you have an understanding on you living. Mm-hmm. If you're 18 right. years old or you're 20, 21, whatever the case may be, you've lived a little bit of your life right. to know, I don't want to be like what happened to my parents. Right. So you, you, you immediately know, I don't want to live like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what what can I do differently to not live like that? Because I might not necessarily know what career path I want to be. You know what I mean? Especially in our community. In our community, they give us what? So many only what? For you to be successful, you have to be an athlete. You have to be an entertainer. You have to be right. this. And, yeah. like, and, and that's that is nonsense. Like. Like you could be successful in other avenues that don't have to deal with dribbling a ball, catching a ball, writing down lyrics and singing, you know, singing a song or rapping a song. Right. Facts. And um, since you asked it like that, I didn't even think about it, the question like that. But after you ask them how you want to live and let them sit there and ponder on it, then you can mm-hmm. actually how do you go about getting there then? Like you can actually sit there. Let's let's plan this out for you. Then, what do you have to do to get to this life that you want to live? Like, yeah. And I only I just thought about that from your question. <laughs> like, how do you how do you get that? Like, how do we plan this out so that you can live how you want to live? Yeah. And yeah. I think that I think that's a question that that needs to keep going on throughout our community. Yeah. And, and that has to be the number one question. Not what you want to be, but how do you want to live? Because then it does bounce, like you said, Cliff, other ideas, and you can lay down a groundwork, a plan, and steps to get there. That will make you do research to live a better life. Mm-hmm. Yes, it will. More purposeful. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're not wasting time and stuff. You can kind of get right into it. You ever yeah, meet those um, 25-year-olds who just it seem like they got everything already figured out? You know what I mean? Like Those mm-hmm. are the people who started early. They didn't waste time. 
They knew what they what they wanted in life, and they're achieving it. And I have 25, one. Twenty six. You're like I have Ooh. one. He he don't live with me no more, but I got one. Ooh. He ain't supposed to if he don't right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, ain't, <laughs> he ain't never coming back. But like. <laughs> Like, no, because we and him had that talk, and you know what I mean? He hooped, you know, early on, you know, through his life. But he was like, I don't know if that's what I want to – that's not what I want to do. But I know I want to be – have a successful life. And so mm-hmm. – and everything that he's done has led him to have a successful life and be who he want to be. Nice. And he's, nice. Done, he's, he's done his research and put his time in and, you know what I mean, to – to be an owner, to be, you know, someone who can sustain his life without necessarily working for somebody, but working for himself. Mm, for sure. Nice. I agree. You I think agree. that comes with um having a strong male role model such as yourself in his life? Um, I wanna say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. I would say yeah, because uh well like technically He's not my biological son, but that's my son. Okay, uh, that's my guy. Like there, there's nothing on on this on this earth that I wouldn't do for that boy. That's my dude. But when we first, when I first got into his life, I told him I'm not your friend. I said at some point I'll be your friend, but at this yeah. point I ain't your friend. Like right. I'm gonna I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be somebody who's gonna love you. I'm gonna make sure you have discipline and structure, and make sure you're doing what's right. When you get to a certain point in your life, then we gonna be friends. And right mm-hmm. now, you at a certain point in your life that you my dude. We can go out and go have a drink, go have some lunch, just go shoot the breeze, mm-hmm. do whatever. Like, but but then I'm trying to help you become the man you want to be. So mm-hmm. you can't be my friend because as my friend, you 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 can't talk to me any kind of way. Yeah. At that point, yeah. You know what that that uh, got me thinking about something too though uh you know this book it's called less than a sack of weed but also says it also says principles for the hood okay uh cliff yeah what what um you know kind of piggybacking off of being a role model i'm going to touch on i'm going to get a little bit more specific and touch on black men and black women okay what do you think is one of the main issues with our community and why we are we still have issues in our community as a people? Mm. That's that question is so deep to dig into. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well just just uh, give us a you know a basic for, for both sides, it's the lack of study. Okay. Like we do not study anymore. As um somebody just said it earlier about the instantaneous, we want everything instant. We yeah. do not study. We don't read as much books as we used to. We don't we don't do the not back to even the health. We don't do the natural things that we're supposed to do. And back to like when you're healthy and you start fleshing out your body, your mind gets re in, re in, in tune with your natural self. And right now we're not in our natural selves at all. Right. Most black men and women are not in their natural selves. Like we're not in our natural mind. We're not in our. We don't eat our natural nature food. We're tropical people. We're supposed to eat tropical food, and the right. food deals goes into your DNA, which shifts your DNA to not let you think how you're supposed to think. So if you're not eating right, 
you're already changing the way your mind is. You're changing the way your body operates. And see, it's such a it's such a broad thing that's going on with us. It's like <laughs> then you have the psychological attack from the music to the TV to everything that's happened to us, the trauma. Right. Only way to do that is to like for you, you yourself to know thyself, learn thyself, study thyself, and shine as an example. Be an example. And somebody's watching you. Like I said, I wanted, somebody's watching you and they want to see how you're doing it and why you're doing it. And hopefully in seeing you do it, you be your your light makes their light shine as well. And then that light just keeps trickling on to other people and other people. Like that question's so deep. We'd be here for <laughs> we'd be here forever trying to trying to figure this one out. But what what you what do you think some of the ways we could heal it? And um because we know we got problems, but how do we fix them completely. Like I know we got to get back to the food we eat. We got to definitely get back to studying. We got to cut off some, I don't even want to say some, most of this media is trash and it's defiling mm-hmm. your mind. And when you defile your mind again, you're going to defile your body because you're not thinking right. Uh, but you know, you know what I think? Something we have to stop doing, man, we have to stop glamorizing nonsense. Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the dumb stuff, like we we always want to see the train wreck and yeah. we want to yeah. keep watching it. And I'm like, we glorify the train wreck, but don't glorify people who are doing the right things. Exactly. And That's I, like, my bad, I'm sorry. No, it's just, it makes it look silly. It do, yeah. it just, it, 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 it pisses me off. It does, it, it pisses me off to see yeah. that. And like, yeah. Like prime example, yesterday, me and E are out. We we stopped by the you know Quick Trip, which is our you know local convenience store here in the Midwest. You know what I mean. So we we stopped through there, and you know E grabbed some drinks, and you know we just in there chilling. There's a there's a mom and a and a little kid. He's like three, maybe four. He he's just have his pajamas on. He's dressed up. It's movie night with it's movie night with mom. You know what I mean? She was like, hey, son, get you a little specialty drink, you know, get you the water and get you a candy. I got popcorn at the house. You know what I mean? You can have all that stuff after dinner. So he's he's naturally excited. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I'm, I get to do it. You know, hey, mom, can I get this drink? You know what I mean? Do we have enough money to feed this drink? So it's special because he's asking these questions like... And maybe he shouldn't be knowing that, but still, he's self-aware to understand the situation. Mom's busting her butt, and she's trying to give me, you know, a, a nice, fun night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he gets a little excited. He gets a little excited and kind of gets in front of the line with some with a group of ladies. The ladies just lose their whole entire shit on this kid. Really? Yes. Like all oh, kid. No- on a kid, like how old was he? Three like, or four? Really? Oh, come yeah. on, man. He don't know, man. He, he just he, happy. Yeah, he was just happy. So they they snap on the kid, snap on the mom. They like, what what you doing? I can't believe you just gonna cut in front of us and just lose their whole and type type just lose their whole shit <laughs> on the kid. So there, <laughs> there's a brother who was behind the counter, and he was like. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> he was like, "Are you really out here embarrassing my, us as people?" Like, he was hot, <laughs> dude, all the way hot. He was like, "Oh, okay, hey, little man, hey, hey, sir, come here, let me help you out." 
So he 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 essentially put their ass at the back of the line just because you <laughs> losing your shit on a kid. Yeah, like, that's that's silly. Yeah, that only makes sense. And like no. just losing it, like <laughs> for what? And, and that's something that's that's something that's happened. We lost that. Um, what it it takes a village to raise a child. If anything, yeah. they could have corrected him in a in a gentle matter as woman corrected yeah. him, and he would have understood. Right, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, yeah, it's it's in it. You know what the worst thing about it too? The people who seen that, and I have a little example too. Whoever was who seen that interaction, you know what I mean? Outside of our community, right. we look at it like, oh yeah, those are just two bad people, right? You know, someone who could have who could have approached that situation a little different, use it as a teaching tool instead of using it as a get whatever's off of your fucking chest, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Cause, oh, so it could be a it could be a Hispanic somewhere on the outside of the corner thinking, oh, that's just how black people are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they all people outside of our community think about that because that's all they see, and that's yeah. what sticks. Right? Yeah. And, and how guess, to change it? How to change it? No, I have no clue. There's too many hoods in this in, in America. I wouldn't know how to change. I, it. I got how to change it. Let's get this book in everybody's hands. <laughs> let's get this book in everybody's hands. Like, yo, let's make reading fundamental. Like, let's make this what we do that we heal their minds because it's a mental thing. It's all it mental. Is. We have to get the mental back in order. So we get yep. this book in your hands. We're going to win. Everybody's going to win. And it don't even got to just be the hood because we need everybody to read it. Because, like, even yeah. let's say you're Asian and you read it like, oh, this is what happened. This is why is this why some of them think like this? And now we're bridging understanding amongst each other. So we need everybody to read it. And especially the hood. We need y'all to read this. We need y'all to get this. Get it for your sons, your daughters, your cousins, your nephews, your nieces. And that's how we heal this. We we get the knowledge out there, we get the information out there, and we keep shining as examples. Right. Hey. And, and you know what else we have to do too? We have to something else we have to do with I see that I see a lot of other cultures do. We need to collectively agree on something, man. <laughs> yeah. Big facts. We do, we do. <clears throat> we gotta collectively agree. And then and stick I, to it. <laughs> and then big facts. And with all that, we gotta call bullshit bullshit. Yeah. Well, we're in that politically correct nonsense where people don't want to be held accountable. But like, yo, you're just BSing. Like, let's stop with the nonsense. Like, we're we're we don't want to see that. Like, yo, us men that don't want to see nonsense got to call the nonsense out. Like, I literally the other uh, what what day was I in Pittsburgh? That was Friday. So I seen some young bulls on the corner, and uh, they were selling water. So, but I was in the car with my mom, and we was about to go somewhere. But I'm like, yo, I'm pulling over real quick. Because, but one of them I knew, I knew because I had her helping me on the house that I'm working on. But I pull up, I pull over, I take a book. Like, I'm like, yeah, I got to give a book away. I take a book up to him and I'm like, oh, that's Nessa. I, I splow her up and um, I'm like, yo, y'all a business, right? Y'all got to look like a business. Like, right. you don't look like a business. You're sitting here. Some of y'all got your pants sagging. Some of y'all got got Dewey's on and there's nothing wrong with wearing a do-rag and you're trying to get your ways right but if you're running a business this is not how businesses operate so I literally pulled up to give them a little bit of correction but we need men to do that period like we gotta do that like yo you like we gotta just man sometimes but you know the crazy part is because that's still a risk on my behalf I don't know if any of them young boys could have just felt some type of way 
shot at me for no reason, did some stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I said in the book, some of these young folks is silly. Like I had young boys throw a rock at my back. You don't know which way it's ever going to go. But um, right. man, I'm willing to take that risk. Yeah, and and that's and 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 also we need we need everybody to make that okay. Yeah, it you has know? to be like, like we you, can't. You we can't, have to. I mean, you can't be because I've seen it a couple of times. I, I've seen, you know, you know, a mother get so upset that somebody is saying something to their son or or, or to their daughter. If it's the right thing they're saying. You need you need to let that go ahead and be. But I got a question though, Jay. Yeah. Do they know if that's the right thing? Oh. And mm. and, yes. that, and that's the, and that's the that's the thing. Like yeah. we we have so many negative cycles that people don't know what the right thing is. Mm-hmm. Because mm, true. one thing that I know we're not doing in our community is we're not sharing information. Not at all. Mm. We're not sharing. We're not sharing the successful, the blueprints. We're so afraid in our community to look at the blueprint that was laid out for people to be successful that are in business, that are in finance, that are locked, that are lawyers, that are doctors, that are not just athletes. Right. You know what I mean? We're talking right. about, or, or entertainers. We're talking about people who are entrepreneurs, but we don't want to look at the blueprint and follow that blueprint because, like, man, we I can't be like him, man. I'm biting. Like no, 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 he winning. Yeah, yeah, he's exactly. winning. Follow that blueprint. He's, he's right. winning. So right. if if someone is winning, what's wrong with following the plan? If this somebody's laid a success plan out, follow it. But right. no, we too, we too ego driven, and we too, nah, man. I mm, that makes me soft. I gotta be hard. Yeah, like, and, and it's like also ask questions. Ask questions. I don't want to ask a question because I'm gonna look stupid, man. Because I don't know. But you that's something. Right. But that's something that we used to, even if you remember back in high school, when you yeah. asked questions, like somehow we made it like being smart was not cool. Like yeah. we made, oh, you're smart. You're not cool. You're a lame. Cool. Like yeah. how, when all these other communities are, str- like if we go down to CMU right now, Carnegie Mellon, it's going to be yeah. full of Asians who are, who are searching after education and trying to be smart so that they could take over the sciences, the maths and all this and the yeah. mathematics and everything, the engineering. But like somehow we made it in our community being smart and asking questions is not cool. Like how do we get duped into this everybody's tough, everybody's a thug? No, that gotta die. That's gone. Let's do away with that. Cause you're not winning like that. Nobody's we gotta what, let's say there is how much is there? Fourteen million black people in America or something like that. There's probably a bigger number. I really don't know. I might have said the wrong number. But let's say out of all that, there's a hundred to two hundred rappers that may have made it and and they're pushing this thug money. And they're getting money. And I want and I want black men to get money. But let's say there's 200 of them. Out of 14 million, that's not even a percentage. So how do we get how do we get there? Like, let's push a different narrative, like engineering and this and that, science, so, architecture. Hey, so, let, so let's take that 200. Hold on. Let's just take that 200 that quote unquote made it. How many of them own their stuff? Mm, hey, that's another thing. And how many uh, is getting pushed and being told to push this negative agenda? Yeah, and, and and how many that aren't doing negative are showing that they're not doing negative? We have, we have a lot of people who are doing positive things, but they're scared to say it. Yeah, mm, true. <laughs> because you don't want to be the lane, right? Yeah, but but that goes back to you know 
something that you you know you you wrote in your book ex- as far as like expressing yourself. Mm. So yeah, what 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 did what did you mean when you wrote that chapter? Like let let everybody know what you you were trying to say. <laughs> who have, haven't wrote read the book about you know expressing yourself? All right, so express yourself. That's back to knowing who you are as a person. Like in there, I'm talking about somebody who was sagging, showing some. <laughs> they were showing some like express boxers or briefs or something like that. But I say something about like you look like a. It's an oxymoron. You're trying to be tough, but you're sitting here with some soft designer's name wrapped around your waist, but you really need to just look like a moor. But like, if you never do any knowledge itself, you might not know who the moors are. The moors are aboriginal people. They're us who ran the world way before any of this so-called history now. But like, until you learn that knowledge itself, you won't be able to express yourself completely. So I'm, I might not explain that correct uh, completely, but like expressing yourself is knowing who you are, knowing your history, knowing your family's history, knowing your people's history, and living that truth and actually living it and not being scared to be like that. Like a lot of be- people, oh, I'm black. Like they're scared to express themselves being black. Being black doesn't mean that I hate anybody else. I'm just expressing my culture and who I am as a person. Doesn't mean I hate anybody. I don't. I don't even want to have no hate in my heart. That's too much. That's too much. Like to weigh you down. But like, see, what's see, up? And, and I think this this to interject really quick. Yep. And I think that part right there though is where you say this book is for everybody. I think that's a part of the issue where that's for everyone else. Because people look at blackness as bad. But if you're Asian, Italian, you're you're Irish, it's okay to express that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like with the just the culture of America, I mean the climate of America, it's okay to express those things. But if you express being black, it's looked up. It's it's looked down on as if you're you're less than. I think that's an issue for other people to, you know, have to have to uh, tap into. And that's that's something too, though, because like when you really learn to express yourself, nobody's black and nobody's white. Even though I use twenty five black and alive as dot com as my um, website, but like I do understand. There's the Moorish. There's some of us that go. That's another reason why there's so much divisions between us, because some of us call ourselves Moors, Kemetics, the Israelites. We have right. Muslim. We have all these different sects. But like when you actually know yourself, like you express it and like you don't just consider yourself black. Like you, you know more about yourself. You know the deeper roots of who you are as a person. You know different things. You know the richest man that ever existed was a so-called black man, Mansa Musa. You know who you know these things. And you strive to be the greatest of yourself. And knowing yourself and knowing this history and knowing these things that aren't really taught that you have to go teach yourself gives you a sense of pride. Yeah. And with pride comes dignity. Mm-hmm. And with so- and with and, and with those things, you'll hold yourself to a higher standard. So, uh, fellas, are we are we losing our sense of pride in our community? Are we losing our dignity because we're selling our self? We're selling our souls? And the, the media, and, and the media looks like it. Yeah. Right. The media and the way they portray, like, even if you think about most 
and I'm not coming at rappers because I want young black men and women to always get it, but I need some of y'all messages to change to better suit our people. So like, even if you look at most rap videos, they're always in the classroom acting stupid. Like yeah. they're acting like think about it. It's like predictive <laughs> programming. It's like the people that's direct because we're not directing the video. The people that's directing these are predictively programming you to think that this is cool when yeah. really it's not. And they're trying to make it like it is cool because these are the people who you see are getting money and they look successful. But meanwhile, they're promoting this message of degeneracy, and it's like, but now nah, we got to stop let, that. Let me be a devil's advocate a little bit. Right. What is one of the, what is, which is what is one of the biggest pop songs like in when we were all growing up with Britney Spears? Uh, wasn't it? Was it? Oops, I did it again. Yeah, and they're in the in the classroom cutting up. You know what I mean? Oh well, maybe that's, well, just, but, maybe that's just what they do with younger stars who are of that age and, and just now coming to adulthood. Well, that's the thing. Like, even though we were talking about black people, this, like, again, the book's not just for black people. This, they're, they're doing that intentionally for everybody. They're trying to promote degeneracy for every single body. Like, they like do that. it with all them type of pop stars and this and that. They do it with anybody you name. They dang on, they come up and they so-called be like a childhood, um, uh, what is the word? Yeah, they be a star. Like they start off, they're innocent, and then they make them turn into like this complete other being. It's like they're well, trying to they're yeah, Rihanna and shit. Like, what's wrong yeah. with you, bro? Yeah, I, <laughs> I think the difference is though. I think the difference is because we only make up what twelve percent, ten percent of the population. Things 13. like that, thirteen things like that are much more critical when it comes to us. I think that's what I meant about that fourteen percent, and I said fourteen million, but I meant fourteen percent or something like that. Yeah, Yeah. we we don't have that big of a a margin for error. You know what I mean? So I think you know things like that are much more crucial. And where we, you know, where we, where a lot of us grow up at, we don't we don't see much. We're talking about this yesterday, Cliff. How we, you know, how. a lot of black people grow up in the hood. I think it's funny how it's called the hood because yeah. you literally have a hood over your head covering some of your vision and covering your brain. Like yep, it's crazy how right you've been hoodwinked. And for us, it's just it's just too it's too we don't have that much margin for error. You know, a lot of other we'll, we'll just say white quote unquote white people they make up what seventy six or seventy or sixty something percent of the population. So that, you know, that would be like, if you're going to make a sandwich, they have a loaf of bread. If they mess up on a slice, they can get one more slice and do it again. We have three slices of bread. If (laughs) we mess up, yeah, we have the same chance to make a sandwich. But if we mess up this sandwich, it's much more crucial because we don't have that many chances to fix it. Mm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that makes sense. So that's why I think for us it's a little bit more crucial. And I think that's why it makes it harder for some people to look at it and say, you know, and, and understand because all they see is we have, we have our pieces of bread and you have some bread. You know what I'm saying? You could have made a sandwich too. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> but you're making eight. I'm making one. And if yeah. I mess up mine, if I mess up my sandwich, I'm I'm done. You're not. Right. You know, 
But I don't think people look at it like that. They just see that we have the same type of. Uh, they think they, they think all they think all the opportunities are equal. Yeah, and it's just and, not. It's just not. But um. But so, yeah. no, go ahead. So, question: Through all of this, our mental health. I think that is something that is still a really bad stigma in our community. It is. Because we are so afraid to have these conversations. How do we fix that, fellas? How do how do we how do we make mental health cool? How do we make I, that cool? I think y'all are working on it now. Bringing it up in the podcast, bringing it up amongst yourselves and your family members, and um, initially trying to get your mental health in order, and then doing it for your family. Right. And then hopefully, when they have a family, it it spreads. But as a whole, though, I don't know. I mean, well, I do know that we can help with the book. I'm, you know, I gotta keep plugging it. We gonna get, we gonna get their mental right. But um, (laughs) as a, uh, a lot of us definitely need to go see therapists. Yeah, mm-hmm. we do, we do, and and you know what? We we have to we we also have to understand and be real about the situation, and understand that we are behind the eight ball. We are very, very, very far behind. So we can't focus on one thing. We can't do is focus on everyone else. We need to literally focus on us and understand that this is where we're at. So. We have to take baby steps, you know, like, you know, other cultures didn't start off where they're at. They just been doing, they just been doing what they've been doing for hundreds of years. Yeah. You know what I mean? We haven't been, we started and then we fell off. <laughs> you know, there's, there's many reasons why we fell off. I won't get into that. Cause like, I mean, we'll be here forever. There's many, many reasons. Some of it's our fault. Some of it's not, but we'll be here forever. But one thing we have to do is take that first step, which I think podcasts like this, um, uh, something else, people who are, you know, famous black people need to start speaking up too, because these kids, are, these kids are looking up to these, to these entertainers. That's just the truth. And, you know, we need more people just, you know, standing up and pushing a good and better narrative and making things like getting your mental health checked. Okay. Making things like reading. Cool. Learning. Cool. Being generous to each other. Cool. You know, and protecting, protecting each other, protecting each other. Make that cool. Cool. Because I like, like, where did, where did that, where did the shift go? Where did that shift go? You know what I mean? Because we're, we're all about the same age. So correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. My 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 block guys, my in my hood, the, the guys that was on the block, if they seen you have any type of potential, they made you go the other way. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. They was yep. like, this ain't for you. You have a chance to be better than what we're doing to uplift our community. Yeah. Like now they don't it there's no one cares. I think I think part of that comes comes from those block guys are now block boys. Like I mean they're getting yeah. younger and younger. You know yeah. You know, people having kids younger and younger. 
now they have no sense of they have no kind of morale you know like they have none even back then you know we had gangs but there were rules now there's no rules at all <laughs> and no one cares about anybody but i think that comes with you know we didn't have you know the right leadership and like i said uh, a lot of these dudes out here now are they're 15 12, you know, like it's crazy. I just had a conversation with, with my uh, fiance about my son. He, went, he wants to go on a haunted hayride, which is cool, you know. But you know, around the age of 13, and you start doing stuff on your own with your friends and going out. And I was I was talking to her, I'm like, man, what, what's the conversation I have with him though? Because I teach my kids not to be punks and don't let people push over and you know, push you over and stuff, but I mean. The kids his age are shooting each other now. Damn. That's crazy. Like yeah. it's tough. It's tough, but this is why we need to we need to start now because it's getting it's getting out of hand. We we need to get to a point where men like us, we need to just take the bull by the horns, grab the reins, however you want to say it, and just push whatever positive narrative we can push. And it's not just us. There aren't too many of us compared to the numbers, but that's where it starts. It starts with us. We got to take that responsibility. And I know a, a lot of people will say, oh, that's not my kid. Oh, that, that, that's not my problem. It is your problem. It is your problem because they can be your problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. You if understand? you keep go down that road and then they end up doing something bad towards your family, right? you don't feel bad because at one point in time, you're you're able to help. Right. But like we don't we don't take the we don't take that old adage serious anymore. A village raises a kid. Yeah. Like we 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 it's now it's an individual. Like they don't say that to my kid. What? (laughs) Right. Don't say what to your kid. Like your kid is essentially affecting everything. Like your kid is gonna be the one who makes decisions for my life later. And right. Exactly. So what you're saying is your kid is bad as hell. That's what you're saying. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> Boy, you know me. I ain't got no problem telling me your kid is a badass little kid, and I'll flame you. <laughs> like for real? Like because I don't. Because here's the thing. Like I don't want your. I don't want something to happen to your kid. So I'm quick to try to help a kid. Because like in my mind, in my mind thought, I don't want you to be on your late local or national news. I don't right. want nobody to have to put a march together for you because you out here running a damn muck. Right. Uh-huh. I'm not like, gonna lie. I'm not and gonna t- lie. And t-shirts, you know what I mean? We printing t-shirts with your face on it because you out here trying to be something that you ain't got no damn business being. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what I say, Dante? Oh, I was just gonna say I'm not gonna lie. Like, unless I, if I don't know the kid, I ain't stepping in. I'm across the street and lock my doors like everybody else. It's like, no, I'm fucking with you. Then we just had the whole convo. It's like, uh, my damn. There's a problem. Yeah. There's a problem. There's a motherfucker. Like, oh, oh, is that how you feel? Nah, nah. Like, because sense of direction, though, man. We got to give people a sense of direction to see success in the right way. Mm-hmm. And right. until we, it, it, it comes back to the, to, to the one thing that we keep 
that keeps happening to our community. We we got to get out of the crab in the barrel mentality. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Like instead of us standing together and lifting everybody up, if somebody gets to the top, oh no, nah, he just thinks he's better or she thinks she's better. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta keep handing back. You know what I mean? We gotta keep trickling down and keep pulling people up with us. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. So just to get back to the book, I got a question for you, Cliff. Yes, sir. And it's it's literally it, it ain't no deep thought behind it. Uh, so the chapter you got respect her G. Um, did you ever go back? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I should have though. I, that's a wow, dang! I should have for real, honestly, but I didn't. Uh, I would have went back the next day. I probably would have got like a, a soda or something. Nah, right? <laughs> yeah, I folded. Dang. But see, that's another thing that men do, though. Like, yo, now you're holding me accountable. I should have dang on thought of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh. I would have went back without mom and without the kids. I would have yeah, went back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Because you know what I mean, like it's it's crazy that you got that whole thing based off that one look, that one moment. But they be mm-hmm. they'll they'll give that off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she did. She checked out the front seat. She she thought what was you know you you were looking good. Y'all had something. Yeah. Like at the back seat it was like, oh shit, he probably yep. married. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's probably what she thought. You know. <laughs> and it's crazy you can read people's energy like that though. Oh yeah. At least I that's what I was picking up in that situation. Yeah. Bro, like like I said, my, my girl now, we she don't speak English. I don't speak much Spanish at all. And that chemistry is crazy. Mm. It's just it's, un, it's unmatched. You know, freaking I was telling my boy, I was telling D the other day, her mom's praying for us to just for us to work out no matter what. You know what I mean? Like if mom's praying, you know, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's something else that we lost through is prayer. Yep. Yep. So, like, once you see that that chemistry and that connection, like, it, it doesn't matter if you speak a different language. You know what I mean? You're yep. going to understand what that means. And everybody yep. around you going to see it, too. Mm-hmm. I would have went back. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I folded. <laughs> But man, we could talk about this book forever. Like, there's several right. chapters in this place that um, just little stories, like like what we just got done covering. You know what I mean? Like, like you just said, like dudes, dudes just fold like for no reason. And honestly, I, I'm a big component of that. Like, I only would have went back by myself just in case. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. But like, just little nuggets like that, little knowledge and stuff like that. Like, yep. this book is there's so much more um, that we can kind of decipher. But we want you guys to get out there and and purchase this book. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, we didn't Cliff, even tap into like we just we, we didn't even scratch the yeah. surface. There's Man, there's there's so much information in it. It's only a hundred pages. There's a chapter in a book that's two pages. So I mean, you mm-hmm. you have you have no excuse to not be able to read this book. Seriously. None, none. I mean, and just certain things like somebody's always watching, mm-hmm. slave ship mentality. Like, come on. Like there there's so much stuff, so many chapters that we didn't even didn't even touch. So 
Um, Cliff, help us out. Um, let everybody know your social media handles and where they can purchase the book. All right. I'm Cliff Green on Facebook. And like my at is 25 Black and Alive on everything else. So you can at me at 25 Black and Alive on what? IG, I guess, what is it? TikTok and all this other, all these other socials that they got going on. Yeah. And, um, and of course, I got 25blackandalive.com. And on Amazon, if you type in Cliff Green or if you type in Less Than a Sack of Weed, the book should pop up. And hey, you can Cliff, find me in all those avenues. Hey, Cliff, what, what's your picture on Facebook? So when they get to the party, a bunch of Cliff Greens, what, what's your picture right now? Uh, I'm, I, ain't, I ain't going to flex right now, but I'm going to flex. It's probably you're going to see a fly young guy looking a little clean in the picture if you type up Cliff Green. <laughs> I mean, you're going to see a flat gas, nice little fit. And yeah, ain't going to be too many Cliff Greens this flat, but it's like, no, let me quit. Though. I quit. I'm playing. But um, yeah, check it. Check it out. You'll, um, you'll see me. You'll, you'll, you'll recognize who it is. I think even in my in my um, profile, it says author of Less Than a Sack of Weed or something like that. Right. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Well, we appreciate you coming by. You know, giving us a little bit of that knowledge that you put in this book, sharing with us a lot of your stories. Um, you know, it was an honor having you, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate being here, man. I, I like the conversations. These conversations need to happen all the time. Yes, sir. I agree. That's why we that's why we put this together. And it, it we've been we're not even a year yet. Oh, we're a year tomorrow, y'all. Yes, we are. I was about to correct you. I was about to correct you. Tomorrow. Yeah. That is, you know, this is it's been a blessing to, to hang out with you guys. And if you ever need to come back and you just want to shoot the shit or you got a topic you want to talk about, Cliff, you're more than welcome to. Uh, anytime. Appreciate that. Um, everybody out there, appreciate you guys. Uh, listen to this episode. Don't forget to go out and grab that book. Amazon, two-day shipping. It's yours. It's there. Amazon so, Prime is next day. Right? <laughs> right. Right? So... <laughs> Appreciate you guys rocking with us. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Peace. Big love, brothers. Big love. For sure.